Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Our friend Tom Skilling is with us. My gosh, Tom, it's been a big week for you, hasn't it? It it certainly has, Lisa. It's been busy. I was up in uh, Woodstock for Groundhog Day on Friday, and then we drove down to Navy Pier. And who was there but uh, Bill Murray? And, of course, uh, uh, that that was interesting. And the crew from the uh, movie Groundhog Day, which was, uh, was very, very neat, really was. I watched the video of you and Bill Murray. Bill Murray totally knows who you are and is a fan like the rest of us. It was too cute. Then a snowplow is named after you and gets chosen as one of the snowplows if we ever get snow again. And then the WGN-TV weather studio is named after you. Yeah. You know, isn't that something? They named the weather office uh, after (laughs) me um, over at uh, Bradley Place. That was unexpected and, and very cool. And you know something else, when I was out there with uh, uh, Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, uh, a Sam High School uh, alum, along with folks like Walter Jacobson and uh, one of my weather service colleagues, Steve Kahn, they have designated February 2nd from here forward, they being the Chicago City Council, Harold Ramis Day here in town. Harold Ramis produced the Groundhog Day movie, also, um, the National Lampoon Chevy Chase Vacation movie, and they analyzed this movie with uh, Robert De Niro, uh, and uh, boy, that was that was funny. He's got quite a list of movies. Animal House uh, is another one he did. Also, the movie Stripes, and that's our own Cheryl, uh, uh, Harold Ramis from Chicago. So. Yeah, what an second Harold Ramis Day. We lost him too soon. I mean, what a creative, funny, humble guy, and um, he'll be forever missed. I'm just so excited that you're out and about, and everybody's loving on you, and we're celebrating your last week's uh, in the office as a meteorologist at WGN. But this is not the end. I know we will continue to engage, and people will see you. And I thought it was great that Demetrius has been crowned as your replacement. Yes. Demetrius is uh, my successor as chief meteorologist at WGN. A better choice simply couldn't have been made. Demetrius is just a gem of a guy, a nice human being, a talented meteorologist. So I'm I'm just thrilled to death. And we've got a great group uh, at WGN. We have Tim Joyce, Alyssa Donovan. We have Morgan uh, Kochmeyer. And, of course, uh, uh, Paul Conrad. Uh, on the morning show. So we've got quite a team. You know, it's interesting. Um, I'm going to continue. I I hope after retirement, uh, I'm going to work with our team on severe weather reports. uh, And I'm also hoping to be able to work on a whole series of reports that we'll be doing from time to time through the year on uh, uh, our WGN News. Uh, In fact, I was talking to my bosses about that yesterday. So um, we'll have more to say about all this before retirement day, February 28th. Tom Skilling doesn't need a boss. You are the boss. (laughs) And and I got to say, 
The only person over there in the weather department that has ever posted shirtless photos of themselves on Instagram is Demetrius Ivory. So maybe you should go out in style and do one yourself, Tom. You know, it was funny. Uh, Jackie Bang poked her head in. I hadn't seen Jackie for a while. And she says, congratulations on your upcoming uh, retirement. And I told her, I said, well, you know, Jackie, with all this time I'm going to have on my hand, I can start skydiving with you. And she uh, looked at that, and I had Catherine Zink, one of our producers, uh, uh, with me. Catherine and I worked on our climate change series. We've been working on these retirement pieces. In fact, we were out in Aurora uh, taping stuff just the other weekend. But um, her ears perked up, and Jackie's ears perked up, and she said, oh, that's great. Uh, so I don't know. I might even get gutsy enough to jump out of an uh, airplane with uh, Jackie Bang or something, one of her colleagues, oh, and do some great. skydiving. Who knows? Uh, you know, we'll see if I'm brave enough to do that. I think I'll walk to the edge of the door on the plane <laughs> and probably reconsider the whole thing. What do you think, Lisa? <laughs> I don't know. I bungee jumped one time, and I did the same thing. I walked to the edge, and I thought, I can't do this. And then I walked to the edge, and I'm like, yeah, I can. And I just jumped off. Good for you. Well, you know, my my roommate and my WGN colleague, Sean Lewis, uh, jumped uh, with one of the military folks at the Air and Water Show. Uh, They went out at 12,000 feet, and they landed perfectly on Oak Street Beach. And I told him as he was leaving that day, I said, Sean, if you get to the edge of that uh, that door uh, in the plane at 12,000 feet above the city, and you decide you don't want to do it, you're not going to get me knocking you. I'll understand completely why you're hesitant to do that. But he he did it, and he said it was great. And he said it was really quite an experience, and he felt totally safe because he knew he was with a real expert uh, doing it, and they landed right where they wanted to, right on Oak Street Beach. So I'm telling you, stranger things have been known to happen. <laughs> And is this is this strange weather for February? I feel like there's always a week in February that we get some decent temps, and this happens to be the week, yeah. right? Well, you know something? I, I was looking through the records. First of all, this has been a warm winter. I think all of us think about that 10 days of uh, cold air, uh, and I was lucky enough to be over in Hawaii when that happened. It seems every time I leave town, something dramatic goes on with the weather, and I'm thinking, what am I doing here when I ought to be back covering the uh, dramatic weather in beautiful Chicago? But uh, the warm days, the warmer-than-normal days, have outpaced uh, the cooler-than-normal days by a margin of 5 to 1. We've had 56 above-normal days. We've had only uh, 10, uh, 12 below-normal days this uh, this winter. So it's been a remarkably mild period. And I was looking, at, you know, we may have 50 degrees coming on Wednesday, tomorrow, and then uh, mid-50s on Thursday. And it's even conceivable, given the strong southerly winds that will blow on Thursday, that we could pop up to 60 in a spot or two around here. So I was wondering, how often does that happen in February? And it turns out um, uh, only about 17% of February days, by February 10th anyway, have managed a 60-degree temp in the last 153 years of weather records around here going way back to 1871. So it's not a common thing, but that's about two in every 10 Februarys have produced a 60 by February 10th, So it, which would be the end of this week. So it's not impossible, Lisa, and it has happened. There's, there's historic precedents for it. 
Excellent. Tom Skilling is with us. Mary's got to check on current temps and the traffic, and then we come back with Tom. 720 WGN. I'm looking at my calendar, and by my estimation, we only have three more conversations with you on this show on Tuesday afternoons, but you know we're always going to pick up the phone when you call, right, Tom? You know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lisa, we'll be talking. You know, they're not putting me in a uh, in a box six feet under yet, uh, at least <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Uh, so we will definitely be talking. In fact, I'll always look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – boy, I enjoy these Tuesday discussions. No question about it, Lisa. You are awesome. Oh, <laughs> I, you know I'm a huge fan. So you know Tom, Tom Skilling, WGN-TV. Our conversations are brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, they are getting bombarded on the West Coast with rain, and they wow. can't manage this kind of rain, can they? No. You know, it's interesting, though. I was reading a Los Angeles Times this morning article this morning. You know, they've had up to a foot of rain in and around Los Angeles. That's like getting a whole a half a season's rain, uh, half a winter's rain in, in like two days' time. They've set a record, an all-time record, for the wettest two-day period in a February, and their records out there go back to 1877. So that's saying something. And if you look at uh, two-day heavy rains through all months uh, out in Los Angeles, this is only the third time they've had that much rain in Los Angeles. So it's really something. But the Los Angeles Times story was marveling at the fact that the infrastructure, which has been around out there for a while to handle water and all, has been holding up pretty well. Now, they've had flooding, and they've had 100-mile-per-hour winds gusts in central California up toward Marin County and San Francisco out of this particular El Nino-enhanced storm. But um, the the flooding uh, activity and the uh, handling of the water around the Los Angeles area has held up uh, pretty well, considering how extreme the rain has been, which is which is good news. Yeah, absolutely, because the drought was so extreme for so many years. At least some of those reservoirs are filling up now. Tom, are we going to see snow again before the season is over? Oh, I, I don't think you can write it off. I don't see uh, a big storm at this point. Our models haven't picked up on it. Doesn't mean it's not there. And uh, But at least in the next two weeks... We've got a couple of shots where there may be some uh, some snow flurries. There is a pattern change coming next week. It won't be as dramatic as this cold air-inducing pattern change we had two weeks ago where we had 10 days of Arctic air and some sub-zero temps. But it does look like next week will be colder than this week by about 10 degrees. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty significant change. It means our daytime highs, instead of being in the 50s, as they will be later this week, will be more like the 30s next week. And some of them might even be low 30s uh, by the end of the week. There's some warming going on up in Greenland. That buckles the North American jet stream and tends to bring colder air from Canada down in the Midwest. So there'll be a colder week uh, next week. But uh, not as cold as it was a couple weeks ago around here, Lisa. Well, and I'm su- I suspect we'll get some flurries in there somewhere. We got to get that plow out on the streets of Chicago. The plow named Skilling It. I mean, you finally get a snow plow named after you, and now it doesn't look like there's going to be any use for it. I know. I, I'll tell you. And by the way, thanks to everybody who voted for that, because I guess they t- they got ten thousand votes on these names, and some of them are really creative. Uh, yeah. I must say, but. Skilling it apparently won, 
Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I love the folks at Streets and Sand in this city. I mean, they have a Herculean job keeping this city moving when we have our snows. And yet many times, a lot of these uh, smaller snows are almost transparent to us on the main highways because the streets and sand people do such a great job of removing the snow and getting the chemicals down. So it's it's quite flattering they named a snowplow after me, and I think everybody who voted for it. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think you dislike anybody in this city. You have no enemies. You are so loved, and that love that you put out into the world comes back to you tenfold, and you're just a bright light, and I'm so excited oh, that... Sweet? That we have a whole month, month and a half to celebrate you. Hey, I want to, I read an article about them taking it up to a category six when it comes to hurricanes. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's interesting. This is a proposal that was put out in one of the scientific journals, and there's been talk about it for a while. But the fact is these warming oceans and and atmospheric temperatures are leading to more vigorous tropical cyclones. Uh, By that, I mean hurricanes, typhoons, cyclones. They're all the same storm. They have an eye in the middle. They're warm core storms. Uh, They're given different names in different parts of the world. They're called hurricanes in the Atlantic, the Caribbean, the Gulf of Mexico, and the Eastern Pacific. And then you go out to the Western Pacific, they call them typhoons. And if you go south of the equator out in the Pacific, they call them cyclones. Uh, That's true, too, out toward Australia and the Indian Ocean. But they're hurricane-like storms, and these things are intensifying more more rapidly. And uh, a case is made. The top category is a Cat 5 storm. That's like uh, Hurricane Ian, which was Florida's most expensive hurricane that hit last fall uh, down in Florida. Um, and, of course, we had uh, Camille that hit the Gulf Coast and Mich- uh, Michael that hit the uh, Tex- the uh, Florida Panhandle. Uh, these storms have been rapidly rap- identifying or intensifying more rapidly is what I'm trying to say. And uh, some are arguing that storms that achieve 192 mile per hour or greater uh, intensity are currently categorized as Cat 5 hurricanes, but they're saying they ought to make it a Cat 6. And there have been a couple of storms that strong uh, that are all, have already occurred, and they think there will be more of them as uh, the, the temperatures and the ocean temps continue to warm. Uh, but other people are saying, look, um, the current Saffir-Simpson scale, which gives us these Cat 1, Cat 2, Cat 3, and 4, and 5 storms, uh-huh. is not adequately describing the damage these storms do. And they, they're suggesting we ought to categorize storms by the waves and the storm surge they produce and even the barometric pressures they produce. But that's a better way to categorize a storm's potential damage than this uh, current Saffir-Simpson scale and its Cat 3, 4, and 5 storms that we current refer to. So there may be some changes on this uh, in the years ahead as uh, scientists continue to grapple with this Uh, these stronger storms that we're getting on Earth. You know, I will take the freezing temps, the snow, and the tornadoes. I don't want to be anywhere near a hurricane. Um, They're telling me my time with you is coming to an end, so why don't you share the forecast? What can we look forward to? More, More good weather? Well, we got a fair amount of clouds, but we have peaks of sun mixed in, Lisa, the next couple of days. The big story is today's easterly winds that are coming off the lake and cooling the downtown area and the lakeshore areas. Uh, will go away as south winds pick up strength the next couple of days. So tomorrow will be near 50, and that that includes downtown and even near the lake. 
And the day after, Thursday, with clouds and maybe a few showers in the afternoon, but a peak of sun every now and then, and strong south winds, we could see temps in the mid-50s on Thursday and maybe even poking up to 60 in spots, and then 50s on Friday, and then we cool down over the weekend, 40s on Saturday, low 40s at that, and probably uh, low 40s on Sunday, and perhaps uh, upper 30s uh, the first part of next week, low 30s later next week. So it'll be a chillier week next week. But nothing barbaric the way it looks right now. Fantastic. Enjoy your week. We'll be watching you on TV tonight, Tom. Thank you, Lisa. Good to talk to you. You have a great day, too. (laughs) Always, always when I get to talk to you. Somebody said, do you know Tom Skilling's getting more hits on social media this week than Taylor Swift? I don't know about more, but I think he's giving her a run for her money. Hey, Steve has your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.